My name is Georgiana. I am CEO and founder of BeagleCat, and soon you will be listening to Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. In this podcast, I regularly talk to employer branding managers, talent acquisition managers, and human resources managers in tech companies in Germany, Romania, and the US. For more content on employer branding-related themes, go to employerbranding.tech or beaglecat.com. Stay tuned! Hi everyone, Georgiana here with a new episode of Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. This is the seventh season currently. I'm very proud to say that we've come a long way and I'm even more proud to say that we are talking with German specialists in this season. Um, there's people who have been working in employer branding or in talent acquisition or simply in HR for a very long time here in Germany. And today I'm talking actually to someone that I admire a lot and that I have been following for a very long time. His name is Rainer Kriegler. And he is, I can say for sure, royalty when it comes to employer branding, not just in Germany, but in general. Rainer, I'm super, super excited to be talking to you today. Thank you once again for accepting my invitation and welcome to this talk. Thanks a lot, Georgiana. And uh, you make me flush red. Um, I just do my part uh, for increasing the quality of employer branding. And yeah, hi, everybody out there. I hope uh, you enjoy this talk. Rainer, you have been working in employer branding for a very long time, ever since people had no idea what it is about, what this discipline involves and what it can do for a business. You have established the Deutsche Employer Branding Academy, which is an institution in itself. I can, I'm proud to call it this way. And for sure, um, you can share more about how you started with employer branding and what has kept you in this industry for so long. Yeah. Um... Well, it started already in 1999, actually. Um, my first company, it was a classical advertising agency. And I had the first contact with this buzzword employer branding. Actually, we made, we made HR marketing, uh, job ads, whatever for a client. But I got a little bit fascinated. And then 2001 was the next um, spark I received. Um, I had really the pleasure, the chance to um, uh, to develop the uh, international employer branding strategy for, I think it was and it is Europe's biggest travel provider. And um, there I was really set on fire because I, I realized the depths of the topic and I said, wow, one day I want to specialize completely professionally in employer branding. And um, maybe good to know, um, I lost the advertising agency already because in neweconomy.com crash in 2000, mm -hmm. 2001, uh, terror attacks in New York, um, some people might remember. So um, I lost this company, but um, I thought very American. Um, yeah, if you fall down, if you get a bloody nose, that's not a problem. Not standing up, that's the problem. And I, 
I was, yeah, I think I had an American heart those times, fortunately. So, and I said, now I make something I want to make much, much more than advertising yeah. stuff. Actually, Georgiana, don't tell it to anybody. I hate advertising. I hate product branding. But I uh, restarted as a brand strategist. So I founded one uh, of Germany's first genuine um, uh, brand strategy consultancies. And we specialize completely on corporate branding. And as we know, employer branding is a part of corporate branding. So yeah and um uh, this is when this big project uh, hit me and i was like boah fascinated but still i saw uh, i experienced and i consulted in employment just with one open eye not with two open eyes uh, what do i mean um, i just looked at everything out of my branding brand strategy maybe a little bit communication perspective and this is not enough this is not just half of the truth. It's not a bit of the truth. You need the second part. And um, I just told you, I was waiting for the moment. Wow, when can I make uh, employing now my my one and only, my my professional home? And this chance, chance came 2006, the year we founded DIBA, Deutsche Employer Branding Academy. And the eye opener, uh, what opened my second eye, was a crash um, into an alien person. Let's call her an HR person. I was a branding guy and uh, she HR washed with all HR waters, as we say here in Germany. And uh, she was super interested in employer brand as well. You know, 2006 was a year where, at least in Germany, this buzzword came up and conquered everything. Everybody mm-hmm. used it. Yeah, in the business cards, you had maybe, oh, uh, in Germany, uh, pff, head of university marketing, uh, Leiterin Hochschulmarketing, and suddenly you had in your business card, head of employer branding Western Europe or something like that. What? Yeah. So the poor uh, HR people uh, had to become overnight um, marketing specialist. Oh my God. And then, they had to become branding specialists and nobody realized that marketing is a completely different thing than branding. So, but back to the story for closing the circle, um, my co-founder um, looked out of the HR perspective and me from the branding perspective. And we had really, without kidding, nine months, big uh, debates, even fights, and we have been super exhausted. Boah. Which perspective is more important, employer branding? Of course, this was a stupid question. But um, when we made this, all these argues and debates, we yeah. we developed so much. The, maybe the whole magic wars and people really loved it very fast. We have been maybe the first who who looked through a combined or who combined to fusioned, who blended to uh, the perspective of HR and branding, especially brand strategy. And this was um, the spark that uh, brought up this company. So we said, wow, we have so many new ideas. Let's share this. And we did. We shared our 
stuff open source. Lots of people read it. So the people thought 2006, whoa, this diva in Berlin, probably they are 30, 40 people. No, we started with two and then we became four. So very small. Right. And I'm looking at the state of the market. Now we're in 2023, so a very long time since you started and uh, even a long time since I started much later than you, but still. And I'm wondering what is the perception of leadership and of HR people when it comes to employer branding? Because I fear that the situation has not improved as much as it should have. Here is an invitation to change your perspective, Georgiana. And but I, I really feel, um, may I say, uh, this critical or maybe a little bit of frustration in this question, because you're right, still most companies didn't realize how to do employer branding in the right way for unfolding its full potential. So but uh, more and more, and um, the two years of Corona enforced it, pushed it, speeded it up more and more. Employer branding gets into, um, how can I say, uh, is, is seen by the companies and used by the companies in a very good direction. So in our project, you know, we are academy and strategy consultancy mainly mm -hmm. and uh, more and more c-level people are joining the projects at the very beginning actually in my opinion you can't uh, start a good employer branding process in your company when you don't have commitment of c-level unfortunately hr and you ask for hr perspective as well hr most of in most of the companies still thinks it's about marketing, like employer yeah. marketing, and it's not. Mm -hmm. Then please call it HR marketing, personal marketing, however you call it in English. Yeah, In German, you would say personal marketing, Yeah, but don't call it branding then, please. It's okay. You don't need to do employer branding, but if you do just external campaigns, and um, want to improve um, your quick win KPI, website traffic, whatever, then you are doing just marketing. And marketing is just one um, uh, field of action of branding. This is the same in corporate branding. So um, one more um, companies align with the deeper uh, perspective in employer branding. And this is something I'm really enthusiastic about and they they understand that it's about identity building good employer brand is identity based but most employer brand people do out there is more marketing oriented and that's too short you will never have sustainable long wins if people always look for so-called quick wins they will harvest long losses they lose time but here's the good news for you more and more companies and more and more c's understand this and look deep into the own organizational culture. Um, yeah, and it's, it's so 
fulfilling to dig deep into it. It's like a dive um, to the ground of a company, of, uh, of the spirit, of the atmosphere, of the way people are collaborating. If remote or not, doesn't matter so much, actually. And whenever, um, well, we just do such projects, uh, companies say, can you do a nice HR marketing campaign? We say, oh, no, but maybe go to this or that provider. Uh, but it's so fulfilling, Georgiana, and I can, if you want, I invite you to join once to go deep into it. We call it, how do you say in English, going into the truffles. You know, truffles, yes. they are hidden under the earth. You don't see them. It takes like this little truffle dogs or pigs. It takes intuition, nose, a yes. good fine nose, sensors to, to sense it. We are sensing. For lots yeah. of people, it sounds esoteric, maybe. And other now we are not working with big data. It's a qualitative process. Yeah, and don't uh, collect mushrooms. They are visible, super uh, superficial. Yeah, look at EVP statements of so many companies out there, especially the big ones. Come on, yeah. all the stuff you could write down after half an hour talk with the HR department. Yeah. Why did yeah, they spend 100,000 euro now? Uh, six months and spoke with 200 employees. Why? Yeah. Okay. Sorry for for my enthusiasm. I I stop here for a moment. <laughs> no, I I completely understand and believe me, I am exactly on the same page with you because whenever we need to work on the EVP for a tech company or we do the simple recruitment marketing campaign, we always have the survey. We always have a focus group. We talk to all the employees via the survey anonymously, and we discover truffles, like you said. And then we have focus groups with the leadership, and we try to understand if and how they overlap. However, this is the perspective that I gather while working as a strategist from the outside. As an employee working in employer branding, it hasn't happen, happened a lot to me, I can admit, but I've spoken to people who are employees in employer branding in Germany for a very long time. The perspective is quite depressing because you are this animal at the intersection of the marketing department, the HR department, and it's not really clear to the leadership and to you what is expected of you and what you need to, to, to do to, to justify your budget and your role. You know, this is where my frustration comes from. So maybe, yeah, maybe in the end I'll just stay in the entrepreneurial strategic position. This might be more rewarding <laughs> in employer branding yeah. for now. It could I be. totally feel you. And um, what you describe, uh, in my opinion, are companies who have still a very low maturity level in employer yeah. branding, who are far away from the high maturity level where you, where you are synchronizing your um, uh, employer identity Maybe let's not speak about branding. It's about your identity as an employer, syncing this with purpose, with um, other stuff you have in your guiding principles, company values, and, and, and. It's about identity. It's about culture. It's about values. And at the end, and nowadays, because we are in a very dynamic world, um, it's about change. We have no employer branding project that has not a bit or a big bit of transforma transformation, transformative perspective. And a good employer brand, you can build it in a way that it's um, supporting their transformational process. 
Right. You are right. And Sorry, I was jumping now, now <laughs> even to transformation. <laughs> um, speaking very concretely, when it comes to tactics, okay, for, for employer branding, I found on your website or maybe on LinkedIn um, a quote from you in which you were saying that we should get rid of career sites and personnel marketing. And I found this opinion to be very intriguing. I think I understand where you stand from, uh, where you stand and where the opinion comes from. But I feel that it's not doable when you try to recruit hundreds of people. So why, what, what made you make such a statement and how can you, you know, justify it? Yeah, I think uh, I'm mean, same on a stage in the big HR fair Zukunft Personal Europe in Cologne every September. Uh, I really can recommend it. Uh, for everybody who wants, who is interested in employer, I think everybody who listens to us now, um, we are curating their uh, employer branding 24 uh, sessions, very good speakers. Just join us if you have time and on the mood. Uh, they made the statement and of course, companies always will need a platform that's nowadays called maybe career side. And right. I think we can get rid of all the career sites that are in the way most of them are in the moment. Yeah, nobody needs it. What is it? It's more a, a commercial poster wall with non-credible non testimonials of people. And the career side, I don't like this name at all. Um, but the nowadays career sites have, in my opinion, to transform into into a hub, a real platform um, where people can meet employees, meet candidates. So mm -hmm. you should, and this is a, is a great objective for HR, organize talks, but don't be part of the talk. Bring yeah. them together and tear down this artificial wall, uh, the separation between internal people, external people. No way. Mm -hmm. Activate your teams, but not with this super boring oh, brand testimonial ambassador stuff. Oh my God, please, you can chase me with this. Yeah, I said as well, testimonials are dead on the stage there. So, and then uh, a colleague of mine showed uh, a campaign, um, a great testimonial campaign, but not the typical way. Um, where employees in one team spoke about each other with so much heart, with empathy. You could, uh, it was nearly, wow, it's, I nearly yeah. have tears when I see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. HR should just offer the dialogue, but then st yeah. step away. Of course, you can make your job interviews and whatever it takes, because there are, of course, policies, whatever. But if a candidate wants to know really what's going on in, let's call it the coding team blue, yeah, in Munich, whatever, then let's have, let's bring her together with people from team blue. So, you know, this Calendly stuff, for example, where you can, in sales, in sales, it's super common. I always receive this email, so you can book uh, 30 minutes in my uh, calendario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, 
yeah, but offer this. And so career sites should get a completely new purpose. They should um, be enhancing the, uh, sorry, maybe you can help me in German, it's Begegnungsqualität, the quality of of not meeting Begegnungsqualität, when two people meet, yeah, yeah the spirit the they have. Yeah, yeah thank you, mm. thank you. And uh, I think this is in general uh, a big, big um, uh, yeah, door opener for good employer branding. Forget all this marketing stuff. Of course, you will always need a certain buzz of marketing. But to be honest, in five years, will anybody of the new generation still know the term job ad? Why do we need job ads and Stepstone, Monster and Co? Why don't you have a complete job market in your so-called um, formerly known career site with all the bullet points, but invest your money better in, um, in Google ads, whatever, to bring the traffic there? invite them to to meet the people behind you know um there you know this movie avatar right yeah and the first movie i see you this was a famous quote i see you and they don't this doesn't mean oh georgiana i see you here in the camera in the moment and okay i see how you look no i see through your eyes and your soul this is what these aliens meant i see you so, and why can't a career site be this kind of stuff? Let's be seeable behind the yeah. scenes by candidates. Why do you need this marketing stuff in this amount? Nobody, we live in a time where um, power and control shifted to the other side. Nobody wants to be recruited or um, angeworben in German. Sorry, I don't have the word in English. Yeah. Um, no, I want to have um, high quality encountering yeah, talks with people on the other side, but there shouldn't be another side anymore. Yeah, so this is behind my, yes, you're totally right, a little bit uh, provocative quote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's funny in a way because I'm reading this book now on sales, it's called High Probability Selling which somehow overturns the entire process and the entire practice of sales the way we've known it. Mm. And I feel like what you're telling me means to forget everything we know about HR, about marketing, about marketing for HR, and just try to, yeah, to, to put ourselves in the, in the shoes of the candidate and to try to, to to show the company the way it really is and in the end it's not complicated it's just different from everything yes. that we know how to do from everything we've learned and it's it's funny in a way for me and I'll, I'll make this quick mention i speak to to leaders sometimes about employer branding and i tell them maybe you should try to look into it and see what kind of benefits it can get you. But we're already doing employer branding. We have a social media marketing manager. Like, <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't understood anything. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. there are many, many cases where it's either yeah. the marketing or the HR yeah. for which 
they Every, understand it. You know what? In my experience, um, I understand that uh, if you maybe have a quite okay employer value proposition, maybe a hard way to get there, and then I understand that it's much easier to look now uh, to the external activation, campaigning, whatever. You can, if you have a budget, you get a good agency. They make um, nice pictures, uh, good creative ideas, a good channel yeah. strategy, all important. Um, but it's it's not so easy to look now uh, to the to the internal activation, yeah, because. Mm -hmm is the most powerful how do you say field of action area of action i don't know uh, actionsfeld of employer branding yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's it's internal yeah it's leadership especially um 2007 uh, we made a definition uh, a model of uh, four internal and four external um areas of activation for employer branding so and leadership is one of four internal and it's the most powerful and um, it's I'm really thrilled that more and more we meet clients in our consultancy who say hey Reiner thanks for the EVP we have maybe 70% of people of our people are in commitment are supporting wow that's super great and um, uh, can we make some refresh uh, content, uh, the, the EVP content? Can we bring it somehow uh, into our external employer um, appearance, career site, job ads, whatever? But not so much. Not, uh, can we focus first on leadership principles now? Uh, can you check, please? If they are uh, contradicting maybe our employer promise, our uh, EVP, so our employer identity or which guiding principles, leadership principles are we missing could help us to, to empower the EVP, the becoming of an employer brand even more. And here you see high level people. Yeah, they, they have really a high maturity level and this is happening more and more. And even better, Georgiana, when so many others still look just into campaigning and marketing and think it's employer branding because for the clients we serve it's a big advantage because yeah they go a little bit the, the harder way yeah mm -hmm. but they, they go for long-term wins and not short-term wins and so in one year later they will conquer everything mm -hmm. You are 100% right, and that reminds me of um, a certain company at some point in the past, I think two years ago, they received some money from the government to do some employer branding. So they didn't really understand the need, but the money was there. So they said, okay, let's spend it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I didn't work on the project, but a friend of mine did. And he told me that uh, what happened was that they started with a survey and they, they started to look at the company. They spoke a lot to the leadership and they discovered that the CEO and basically everyone in the leadership team were so bad to their employees and people were so unhappy that they should have done a lot of restructuring work to be able to do just a little to inflict a little bit of change. Yeah. 
So they yeah. dropped it in the because there was not enough time, not enough money. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes it requires much more than just these simple, simple things. And in some companies, it's just not possible or the effort would be too big. Or, you know, if the leader doesn't consider himself to be so bad, he's never going to accept it. You know? yeah. I, I know such stories as well. And you just remind me on a company if uh, if I if you want that I share. It was mm -hmm. um, it was uh, South Germany, 3000 people. And they said, oh, could you uh, let's start a project, corporate brand values. Okay, well, let's start with corporate branding, even better. I come from corporate branding, so yes. And then employer value proposition, candidate experience, and all the stuff. So, okay, we started, and we always start. We'll have to start with, uh, we spoke about the truffles, finding the truffles with a Yeah. cultural analysis but not a common one very uh, specifically searching for this uh, truffles uh, that we need to um, to uh, position a company as an employer so and um, uh, i me as an agency or marketing or branding i would never conduct such focus group we work just with focus groups um, we have very experienced facilitators um, here, organizational psychologists who do this. It's like yeah. a therapy session and super interesting. And we dive deep into this organization culture. And then uh, Elizabeth, our psychologist, came back and said, oh, my God, it's toxic. It's yeah. really toxic. Yeah, they are not greeting each other in the big parking lot. Um, if, if you go with your car and and bump by accident in an, a colleague's car, you just run away with your car. <laughs> you don't leave a note with your number. It's amazing, yeah. And um, so, what do we do now? Yeah. And so we uh, invited them to into a metaphor. We said, look, there's a, how do you say acre? Acre? No. Yeah. A field, acre. like, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you cannot harvest anything yet first you need to bring the stones yeah um, from the field and then you can plow flügen i don't know yeah and yeah. then so three years later you can start to seed put seeds in it and then something like a, a company culture in a way that employer branding can grow can can start And they really understood it. It was amazing. A big compliment to this uh, leadership team there. The big boss said, yes, I got it. It's right. We will not make now big promises, marketing campaigns, uh, join us. No, we work hard in our culture. And um, then we, uh, the upsell was um, leadership culture or conflict management uh, programs whatever so this is a long way the hard way but it's it's the only way and now they are i think it's now really three years ago and um some weeks ago i spoke with them again they are ready now they still have some problems but the toxic cloud is just maybe still in some departments some teams it's not in general anymore yes now we can grow an employer brand And I admire these people. They faced their challenge. They have been true to themselves. They didn't lie in their pocket and said, ah, oh, let's 
cover it up with some marketing campaigns. <laughs> uh, that's a true success story. And I think it's very rare because most people would have said, ah, well, the company is going, business is okay. Uh, we are all making money. It's profitable. Let's just leave it as it is. Usually that's yep. how it happens. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, we have about uh, 10, 15 minutes left and still a lot of uh, topics to cover. So I'm thinking which question to go with next. Um, what's your number one tip on employee retention? Um, we have a mantra at Deber. We call it, sorry for my English, it's like the effectiveness of honesty. In yeah, German, effectivity, the, ehrlichkeit. Yeah. ehrlichkeit, you read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think this is a good tip for my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to keep people be honest about especially what the future brings, um be be honest in what you can offer to them take them serious and for me it always comes down to identity and identification what is an employer brand when you build one once it's another brick stone, another piece of the puzzle of your offer of identification to people, of your own people or people who might become your people. So if you're honest about yourself and say, this is us with all the pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses, beautiful sides, ugly sides. It's, I, I mean, it's like in private life. Yeah, if you are, if you're dating a person, if you just show your chocolate sides, naja, maybe you have a quick win, but nothing sustainable will be established. And um, yeah, be brutally honest and um, invest into identification, uh, strengthen your own identity, accept, embrace even the, the maybe not so cool parts of your identity, of your culture. It's part of you, it's of everybody. Yeah, I need to learn to embrace my, my not so nice sides. And I have them as everybody. Yeah? Do, I, do I realize it? Am I honest enough to myself? And I think this, is the organizations have to do the same and that's the best you can do and maybe it's you ask is a, your number one number one advice tip maybe the audience is disappointed that it's not a very practical thing make your career sites all in red now yeah but um i think it's more the the deeper layer the under underlying real thing that helps could I, I express so. myself somehow? That? Yes, and I, I think I'm, I'm really happy that you touched on uh, identity-based employer branding as well, because I'm a, I'm a complete believer in the power of showing your identity the way it is, the power of honesty in real life, like you said, not only when it comes to um, corporate identity and corporate 
employer brand. I completely agree. But um, Rainer, you've worked with a lot of companies. I'm, I'm curious, what is your favorite project so far and why? Where you feel maybe like you've contributed a lot or you've started with very little and you've gotten very far. Um, may I choose favorite project in history or currently? Mm -hmm. I would say your first, your favorite project ever, if possible. Okay. There are several, but um, spontaneously let me grab Mars. You know, maybe Mars, formerly known as Master Foods, whatever little mm -hmm. children or little pets want to put into the basket um, <laughs> in front of the cashiers is from Mars. So all these chocolate bars, you know, Mars itself, you know, Twix, yeah. you know, Bounty, Absolutely. you know, Ballisto. Uh, Ballisto, I think it's not, uh, you know, uh, what is it here? Oh. Snicker. You know, M&M. Mm -hmm. You know all the stuff, yeah? And uh, they have uh, all the pet food stuff. They have uh, Viscas, Pedigree, Frolic, Royal Canin, Trill for the birdies, even Katzan yeah, for the cat toilets. And uh, But then even more, they have, you know, Uncle Ben's, the, the rice. That's an odd combination of brands. American family company. Yeah. So, and the German, um, the German um, Mars people ask us to develop employer value proposition. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a super, super uh, um, special culture. It was a very thankful and not so difficult to find the special aspects of their culture to uh, to develop and uh, a profiling and differentiating employer value proposition it's pure freedom you remember this movie braveheart maybe um yeah, mel gibson at the end he was stretched there and then uh, before he died with his last breath he he uh, screamed freedom and this is mark this is a mass culture and my uh, co-founder me went in there and she was like Oh my God, I can never work at terrible. Yeah. And I went in the, whoa. Yeah. Because it's all free and you pay a high price for this freedom. It's, ah, uh, it's, I'm, it's, it goes too far to describe all this, but onboarding is a white sheet of paper. Oh, where are my colleagues? Um, ask around. Where do I sit? Mm, well, uh, Ach, take this, here is empty. Okay, okay, you prepared, I'm product manager of Viscas. I'm sure you prepared my first, um, your first mission on my first day. Ah, yeah, right. Um, you can, you know what you can do. Mm, ah, you know, just start. They call it a white piece of paper. And you know, I know, you all guys know lots of people who hate it, who hate this culture. So it's a perfect cultural fit. Cultural fit is the most important thing. Maybe this is another tip. Maybe even this is number two tip. Make a clear culture, make cultural fit based recruiting. Don't let anybody enter your organization who has not 70% culture match. Otherwise, yes. you are imploding everything. So, but uh, back to Mars, it was um, what I really admired. And these people was a super cool employer value proposition um 
and they they said guys at diba we we know somehow that 30 percent of our current employees are not have not the readiness the toughness to achieve with us the future you know fast moving consumer goods it gets even faster ups yeah. don't tell it anybody next year we buy wrigley's 60,000 people <gasps> yes they did it yeah and so lots of things are changing and they said guys build us build an employer brand with us that is a challenge a stone of challenge for our people we want that you know everybody wants differentiation edges edgy yeah but people can hurt with edges they can bump into it oh yeah and this is what we want strong employer brands um allow you to feel do i match with this do i want this will i feel well can i work fulfilled there or not and then don't go there yeah we want to scare people away with good employer and the culture misfits and nowadays the future misfits and with mars i said build us something that these 30 percent feel as a pain in the ass it's a needle stick but for yeah. the people who have the future fit, Georgiana, the same needle is an acupuncture needle. Yeah, yeah. And then mm -hmm. you have some of them who said, thank you that we know it now. I have it in, I experienced it in so many projects. It's thankfulness. Now we know where you want to go to develop the culture. This is nothing for me. And yeah. thank you for telling me, employer, because now let's speak. I leave in six months, nine months, I recruit my successor person and i'm so thankful with you that you told me because now i have the explanation why since six or nine months i felt not so comfortable anymore here like the years before oh what a great blessing this is the most human thing you can do and then these people don't blame you in kununu or glassdoor anymore no they are thankful and they know exactly what to tell um, the new candidates for their own job. Oh, you are like me? Then don't hire here. Don't go here. Because this is why I'm thankful yes. that they told me I can leave in peace yeah, and in time. Yeah. You know, and this, I admire a lot this. And then suddenly this German EVP, the European people's freedom, freedom all came in from the project team. Oh, let's make this Europe-wide. Okay. Nice. And in the annual leadership meeting in McLean, the family mass, the family owned business is meeting them every year. They said, one of the mass families said, wow, that's strong. Can't we have this as a global employer value proposition? When I heard okay. this, I thought it's a joke. Ah, no way. No? But they did. And then they make an internal validation. They spoke in focus group in Australia, in Morocco, wherever they are. And they said, well, mm -hmm. we have enough commitment for this because Frank Maas, the founder, he managed a great thing. He, this five principles of Frank Maas and uh, what we transported, what we found in the culture, it's really homogeneous worldwide there. So they really could use it. So it became the global EVP and it's really a cool case. It is. It is. <laughs> it is major. Mm -hmm. And it all comes back, like you said, to, to being honest about who you are yeah we cannot state this enough how, how important maybe a, honesty do you want a current project as well maybe or enough projects yeah sure yeah. sure if you can 
present it do in you, one minute maximum? Yeah, do you know Decathlon? Of course. Yeah, most people know Decathlon and they had a very bad experience two years ago with some agency and it was, you know, this EVP statements that you can write down after speaking with an HR person. And they said, no, we need to restart again. And it was very strong what we found. They are very euphorically and nearly just don't, um, don't tell it um, around. We felt nearly uh, and nearly sexual energy. It was like they they are they have like love battles with each other. Yeah, it's a very special culture. They are totally driven. They are passionate, and um, yeah, we brought the spirit into um, the EVP, and then something wonderful happened. Um, uh, the employer brand people there. Um, they uh, they did lots of stuff by themselves and they implemented it in in really wonderful ways so if uh, somebody wants to have a best practice for internal employer branding i really can recommend decathlon and now we are working on the external campaign and um i cannot tell a lot about this yet but this is to me it's it's really is it uh, a hard case uh, because mm -hmm. I see how euphoric people in just when they read the new EVP statement to them, you see the reaction in their face and it's like, wow, it's wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I will look, uh, I will look into it in the following months, given that you're working <laughs> on it currently. And um, Raina, just to conclude this episode, um, what are your predictions for this year? when it comes to employer branding? Yeah, I mentioned already so much. Um, I think recruiting HR marketing are quite dead. Who's out there for being recruited? The labor market, 98% of the labor market, 97 maybe, is inside yeah. a company. Yeah, this is changing a lot. And um, you need to invest more into your employees you spoke about retention earlier um, this is what i like to call um, the invest in identity and identification is the only uh, how do you say it? Um, uh, the only vaccination yeah. um, uh, organization uh, of an organization in the labor market development we are facing the baby boomers just started to go into retirement 2019 yeah. The first dropped out. What we see now, what we will see now, is uh, like um, tectonic, yeah, te tectonic movement out of mm -hmm. the labor market. And um, so, just uh, vaccinate your culture, invest in your culture and your identity, and this is the best you can do. First of all, keep mm -hmm. people. And um, everybody who still thinks with more and more budget and in marketing campaigns that you can stay um, a strong employer, have the workforce you need, I think they all will pay a very high price. The price might be the complete existence. Mm -hmm. I agree. And this is advice that every leader should take into account. Yes. This has been so nice, so informative, and I have to admit, 
I feel optimistic again. Yes. So I thank you for it. This was my mission today. <laughs> you have succeeded. I think the passion with which you are doing employer branding is very visible when interacting with you. It's visible via everything you do, all the content you put out there, all the talks that you do all the time. So I'm really happy we talked and I wish you the best of luck and I hope to meet you in person soon. Yes, you're heartily invited, Savinipolis. Everybody who works in employer branding, um, we have, uh, it's like a shop, a Kiezladen, we would call it in Germany. You can just yeah. enter um, uh, employerbranding.org, the website, there you see the address. There's always a chat, a cup of coffee, um, a wireless. That's a new concept. We are one community. Thanks a lot for this podcast. I'm very, I feel very blessed that you that you found me and that I find you and I need to try not to forgive myself that I didn't find you earlier because um, I can see that you are a very fine person and I would really like to um, to meet you in person and to yeah to go deeper into the topic of employment. I would like that. Thank you so much and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Heiner. Bye bye everybody. Goodbye.